1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state
0: law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. everybody, it is uh, episode number 104 of the Go Birds podcast, as we have the lovely and the talented and definitely didn't have uh, as good a hair as Josh McCown tonight. As is the one and the only Mr. Ellie Shore Parks, 94WIP.com slash Birds. What's up, B? E?
1: So I was going to start this off by saying what an emotional wreck I am right now, and now I feel even worse about myself after the, the hair <laughs> comment. I even got a haircut today, so it's looking better. But I mean, Josh, just you know, there's nothing I can say. The man's got phenomenal hair. But I am. It was flawless tonight. It is. It is. It is. Wait, why are you? Why are you an emotional emotional wreck. wreck? Dude, my 53 man roster, like figuring out who to put on this roster. I don't think I've ever had more difficulty cutting players from a roster than this one right here. Like. There are legitimately 59 to 60 players you can make the argument belong on an NFL roster of the Eagles' 90 players that they'll have to choose from. Like, it's pretty impressive, the roster, how he's put together. And whenever I go to cut one guy, I'm like, oh, well, now I have to keep him. It's just been rough. So I'm looking forward to talking talking through this with you.
0: Well, let's talk it out together because, I mean, there's – First of all, uh, please fix preseason. This is horrendous. I know we get excited about it at the beginning, and then everybody complains about it at the end, and here I am again. Please end preseason, but keep away for these guys to still maintain their jobs or try to fight for their jobs because uh, I'm having a hard time, and uh, e, you tell me. I mean, I, I felt like Doug Peterson was having a hard time, um, even uh, with Mac Collins and Greg Ward. I think Zach was the one who asked, you know, like, what was uh how did you feel about his performance and he goes into this whole thing about well overall it's it's about an overall thing we know about mac and etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. um you've made the point anybody with eyes i i think believes right now that greg ward is a better wide receiver has had more reps than mac collins and even on our last pod in our preview pod i'm sitting here saying there's no way that greg ward can overtake this but I, it, this is my hope and optimism and, and uh, you know emotions all getting in there. Greg Ward needs to make this team, and will he?
1: So I think there were two main things tonight that made me think for the first time he has a shot. Now the first was Matt Collins playing like into the third quarter, I'm pretty sure. like He was out there for the majority of the game. And obviously yeah. in the fourth preseason game you never play almost anybody that you think is going to play somewhat of a valuable role. Matt Collins, assuming he makes the roster, is going to be a key special teams contributor. So, yeah, as a receiver, you know, he doesn't really matter to this roster. But as a special teams guy, I mean, he was talked up as an elite special teams player, and he has been when he's healthy. But, you know, I would think FIP wouldn't want him out there with the potential of getting hurt for week one. So I think the fact he played that deep into the game is noteworthy. But also afterwards, when Doug talked, Doug was very, like hey, you know, Mac made it through his injury, but we still have to evaluate him, and you have to look at everything, and that type of thing. So he was not, like, super complimentary of Matt Collins. So if you add those two together, and I think this is what's finally tipping my, tipping my opinion into maybe they'll keep him, is I learned a long time ago covering this league, like, the things that, that matter most in training camp are reps. Just players that get reps. Like, maybe they don't do well. Maybe, you know, they shine. Maybe they don't. But just guys that the coaches put out there consistently shows a trust and, and an interest in them. And Greg Ward might have taken more reps than any receiver on the roster in training camp because he was with the first team. and was with the second team. He played the yeah. outside. He played the inside. He was never hurt. And I think that when you compare that to Mac Collins, like Mac was never out there. So I... I think Greg Ward absolutely deserves a roster of Matt Collins and I'm kind of starting to think he might get it.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean that would be pretty interesting. I mean that would make, first of all, a lot of people happy, but more than anybody that would make Merrill Reese extremely excited to get Greg Ward Jr. And listen, he he deserves think? to I mean- be uh, he deserves to be on an NFL roster. I've said that already. Um I would I would love him here. I think he's. I think he's been um, a, a technically better wide receiver by a nose. Um, and I think the only thing again that stands out for Mac is his size. Uh, he's a he's a better deep threat if they ever kind of need him to go in and do those things. You can put him in the slot as well. You can put him on the outside so there's versatility that goes into that. I think this is – Greg Ward has made this an incredibly tough decision, and here I am in 2017 thinking that Greg Ward is only going to, you know, stick around as a training camp body, and, you know, we'll see how the transition goes from QB to wide receiver, but, I mean, he really does look the part um, more and more each time you go and see him out there. It's really hard. I would – if I had to – Um, I, I, I think I would give Greg the nod here, but, uh, it, um, seeing as soon as I do that, this is, I, I get, I understand it now. He, this is why we can't be GMs because I get sick. I go, man, are we really just going to toss out Mac Collins though? And, uh, yes, uh, to everything that Elliot was saying, the reps are important. All all of that's important, but, uh, it really is just an injury that kept this guy out of here. So, uh, I, uh. I, I just... I don't know, man. I, I think yeah, like my heart that, says Greg, where, my brain still says Mac.
1: That, that's where I just... I think that's where I disagree with you slightly. Like, I think if, if the Eagles were to cut Greg Ward and Matt Collins, there's a better shot Greg Ward proves them wrong than Matt Collins does. I don't think Matt Collins is very much of an NFL receiver. Like, he had the long catch against uh, Washington in 2017. He has some potential in some way, but like, it's been, you know, all of last year he was hurt. He has not looked good in training camp. He did not look great in training camp last year, if I remember correctly. And I just don't think the arrow was pointing up with him. Greg Ward has learned a whole new position. I just, I think he's better than Matt Collins. I, I bet on Greg Ward's future. Now, the question is, how, like, how did the Eagles use the roster? Is Greg Ward a good enough special teams player and all those things? And that's where I think Matt Collins can still, still get the edge, but Playing into the third, playing into the third quarter of the fourth preseason game speaks volumes about what they think about Matt Collins' status on the roster.
0: No, I absolutely agree. Um, and uh, more surprisingly, I didn't think it was going to be a fight. And I saw you tweeted that out in the first quarter, and I was just like, "Yeah, well, let's see." But as the game went on, I, I couldn't help but uh, think the same thing. So and does and not that to mean- mention,
1: Not to mention, he didn't do anything with all these reps. Like he, he, he yeah. was playing, but he didn't do anything.
0: So, yeah, he you're right. Make the most yeah. Well, and to be fair, I mean, Clayton was just, yeah, I, Clayton first of all, I them. thought that, did, uh, just to, uh, on a side note, do you think it was weird that Cody Kessler was not there at all? Does that mean he's going to be on the air QB3 until Nate gets uh, better and then they kick him out?
1: No, I mean, maybe, but no, actually, yeah, def- I don't even think maybe. Maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't <laughs> want to put him out there because they didn't want him to re-injure himself. Um
0: yeah, it could but, be, and he still wants to get you know tape in a, an eventual shot down the road.
1: Right, I just thought that was days, a little Clayton bit of a surprise. Of um, I, yeah, I agree. I was surprised Cody Kessler didn't play at all. But man, I mean, like if you were in the press box, you would have been laughing at me. So it was it was me, and then Jimmy Kempsky on one side, and uh, Zach Rosenblatt on another, and I was just like. <laughs> Every every throw by Clayton Thorson, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep him on the 53. And then he would make one. He would have a bad one. I'd be like, ah, oh, I can't keep this guy. Like back and forth. And Jimmy was like bullying me into trying to do it. But I did not put Clayton on my 53. He was just so bad tonight. I can't imagine a team watches that and thinks this is somebody I want to guarantee a roster spot. To.
0: Yeah, I think the four quarterback theory is out now, bud. Sorry, man but well, it was you know it was, it was a good fight but i think that's that's, that's long gone now no, I, yeah. I, w-
1: I would make the argument that uh really how he played tonight shouldn't factor the eagles opinion in some way like either you think he's a long-term project or he's not either you're willing to risk, him, risk it or you're not but i do think tonight probably decreases his chances of getting claim. so i, yeah, I would can agree we more j- quarterbacks slim chance
0: now <laughs> can we just say he sucks like i it's a it was a bad draft pick and I'm not exactly sure why. I think it was done as a favor. It had to be uh, or to Doug or to somebody or an agent or whatever. It just doesn't make sense. It's not an well, able body quarterback that's ready.
1: Let me ask you this. So, fifth-round pick in Clayton Thorson, we both agree, is probably going to get cut. Fourth-round yep. pick, Sharif Miller. What did you think that's of the exactly where
0: I was going. Tonight? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I mean, whatever. Put his, uh, There was a lot of people saying uh, – uh, Deshaun Hall of Fame, and and he's been like that the entire preseason. Like he deserves, um, he deserves that that DN four spot. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what's going on with his shoulder or his head or whatever. Because I know he went into the medical tent, so that's something to keep an eye on. But I mean, it's 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 not even close, you know. Uh, I um, uh, Josh Sweat was out there for what? Just the first quarter. Uh, I was like kind of half paying attention, to be honest with you. I was watching nah, I think UCLA. You played- and- yeah i
1: was also sweating over my roster so i mean (laughs) i I think he i think he played like into the i think he played into the third but i think him and deshaun hall did and then sharif miller came in at the end i'm pretty sure how it worked
0: yeah like my head this is where my head's spinning kind of the most because we were we talked about a little bit on the midday show today do they keep six defensive ends because like there's no there's no way to I I think you might end up being right here if if your answer is no I think it might be Josh Sweat and yeah. and that's unfortunate and that's uh, I think it's gonna you know catch on somewhere easily to to go be you know uh, a backup somewhere else but like it might be that way they might just feel that like Sharif Miller they can do a lot more with him or he's got more potential growth or whatever and. I could, I could certainly see that. I, I don't think you can be mad at either one, but um, I, I think that's going to hold up. It's going to be that's the uh, more than I thought. I thought corners were going to be the hardest thing to figure out, but these defensive end spots are are ridiculously hard. So yeah, I don't, oh, I don't man. know. Uh, you do you really still think Joshua gets cut?
1: Yeah. So really quick on the corners, like, the Eagles are deep at corner. I mean, they go six deep, whatever. But every cornerback on that roster, after like. Rasul Douglas, Sidney, Cravon, all those guys. Like, all the backups are fucking terrible. Like, yeah, whatever I in really the preseason, they're getting burned all over the field. But the, the defensive end position, I mean, do you think they could just outright cut Sharif Miller?
0: And then he just th- he no, go, he
1: makes it through waivers to practice squad?
0: Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, I don't I don't think so at all. Well,
1: I feel even uh, worse I, on my fifty three man roster now, John. So thank you for
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, there's uh I uh, unless there's some, by some miracle like they go or like they would sign I this is just uh, uh this is hard. This is hard because there's what? We're debating over spots like forty eight, forty nine, fifty, fifty one and fifty two and fifty three, right? I mean that's yeah. kinda like and my, might even, even be to shorter than that
1: offensive line yet. <laughs>
0: Um I um I I'm I'm starting to well let's jump to uh, offense. Well, I will tell you what. Let's get to the the most important part of this cuz then we can kind of decide on who we believe the the Nay Brown kind of belongs to after this cuz I, I I mean Alex Singleton has played his butt off in practice in uh joint practices in games in every i mean like he's better than nate gary it's just the fact like i he he might not be as a, is, is good in coverage but he's g- if not better in pretty much everywhere else uh in that uh, that i look and see him in um uh and not saying that like he's fine to be a uh you know will linebacker starter but he should be the fifth linebacker that's that's my honest opinion. It, I don't think it's going to happen, but he he's he's earned that. I, I think he played spectacular this entire preseason.
1: So I feel bad saying this because I know he's your Jordan Matthews, but I don't <laughs> think. I, I mean, I think he's been okay. I know he had the fumble recovery today, and he made another nice play. But I think he's been okay. You mentioned the, like the fifth linebacker spot. When I look at the linebackers. I mean, Nigel Camus, and maybe Camus goes on IR, although the feeling I got being at the stadium today was he probably won't. So, Nigel Camus, uh, LJ Fort, I would think is pretty close to a lock. Zach Brown, that's five. I mean, Gary's making the team, and I I personally think Gary's better than Singleton, but I'll also say it's not like Gary's been some phenomenal player. I mean, the idea that Singleton could end up being better than him is not crazy to me. But the, the sixth linebacker, I think, is actually TJ Edwards they the end up keeping just because they gave him a lot of money as a udfa yeah. um they don't really have any true middle linebackers on the roster besides zach brown and he's obviously not a long-term type project so i think he would have a shot to make it but look singleton is definitely you know he definitely makes enough plays where he, he turns heads i don't think he's been consistently as good but he definitely makes plays
0: yeah uh he does and actually uh I uh <laughs> I just got a message from him because I said the hair flow looked really nice tonight. Good luck the rest of the way. Uh, and, you're, of you're course, tr- I, I am. I mean, like, how could you not be and in a true uh, singleton fashion? He goes, that's what's important. Hair looks good. You play good. And uh, if uh, if you don't have that guy in your roster, then you're crazy. But he's going to be fine regardless uh, of, uh, obviously, what happens. He can go back up to CFL and be a superstar up there or uh, well, uh, kind of catch on somewhere run. else. Yeah, he could be here, but why? Well, I don't think he's, he'd take that. He can just go go be, uh, go be, make CFL money. That's probably better than practice squad money at this point, right? Nah, I don't I even mean, know what the well, weight scale is. I don't know
1: what CFL people make, but practice squad yeah. get like gets like 120, 130, and then he's in the NFL, he could move up. I don't know. I mean, look, with that with that head of hair, he can do it every once. But I, I, if I were him, I would <laughs> I would stay on a practice squad in the NFL or ever go back to CFL, but
0: that's just yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to see more of uh, of T.J. Edwards. Honestly, like yeah. I wish there was another um, a f- another full time opportunity to kind of just you know see him play for four quarters or whatever. Um yeah, as I'm complaining about the want preseason. To see another four quarters, of- yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> just one guy, you wish you could just simulate that somehow. But um, yeah, I I uh, I'm really intrigued by uh, by uh, actually by both of those guys, and um, I think the, that L.J. Fort's going to be the a nice runaway surprise winner of the season i think everybody's going to kind of fall in love with him uh too because he's played really solid in the times that he's been there so uh linebackers kind of seem to be set corners seem to be set uh the one thing i will note though is i thought it was interesting that orlando skandrick was not playing at all tonight um yeah. i thought that was kind of an easy cut and re-sign candidate once you kind of figure everything out but you know, um, if, if Craven's not going to be ready to go for a while, that obviously makes a lot more sense because you need a backup uh, slot guy almost immediately, and you don't know what's going to happen to your outside guys either. So, um, well, the way, but the way we, I looked l- at it
1: was this. So I agree with you. I think I didn't put him on my 53. I think he's a prime candidate to be cut. They tell him just to chill for 24 hours, and then they re-sign him. But if you know you're doing that, it's not like you need to see him out there like I think he could not play tonight, still be cut and be on the roster. If you know what I mean, like you don't really have to put him out there. And I kind of think the same about Cyprian, but I wanted to pick your brain on the safeties and what you thought about them really quick.
0: Um, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be. I would um, well, see, here's here's what I've tried to figure out numbers wise because Jalen's on the pup, so right. he's not going to affect the DB numbers uh, right away. Um. And I, how, do you think that there's no way they roll with five safeties, right? So.
1: So really, really quick, actually, because you mentioned Jalen. I want one word and a very short explanation. Any shot, they trade Jalen to the Jets.
0: I think it's very possible. I think it's very, very possible. I don't know if I'd say very possible,
1: but I thought of it today, and I think it makes some sense.
0: Not not specifically just with Jalen, but like, I think a lot of guys could be could be easily traded uh, over there. Maybe even, you know, like, might not even be exciting stuff like Hawkins or, you know, McKinnon or something like that. Um, but what about
1: Jalen specifically?
0: Yeah, I I absolutely think they could do that. I actually think they're waiting on that to see what happens with these guys. Don't you? Like, let's see what happens with Darby, Sidney, uh, Razul, and Maddox. They feel like they've got it under control for a couple of weeks, then – yeah let's let's move jalen yeah. to to the jets i think that's a very very much a possibility um when it comes to that and i i yeah because uh I, I don't think he'd be in, in the like he wouldn't want darby i'm just trying to think of like any other scenarios where the jets would be interested in anything but um oh, be do you do you hurt. yeah yeah well, that's true uh what in in that scenario what are you looking to get back honestly because I don't even know there's not somebody on the Jets that I think is realistic and uh, and would be great to have here for a guy like Jalen Mills
1: so I should know more about this guy but just from talking to some Jets people the third round pick that they took he's like a defensive end this year apparently has not been great so I think I think it's Polite or something like that. I'm going to sound like an idiot talking draft weather. but oh,
0: the kid from Florida. Um, maybe yeah. Let me let me look that up. I'm trying to get there. Uh, trying to look at. Uh, okay, so that's that's something that's uh, Jets 2019 him. draft um, class.
1: Yeah, apparently that he's not been great. So. Maybe like, oh, yeah,
0: Ja'Kai Polite. Yeah, yeah. So that was always – that's funny that they've already kind of uh, given up on him. So I, I really thought he was uh, one of the most intriguing guys that was in the class, and I think it's just because I'm obsessed with, like, you know, um, a, a Josh Sweat body type, and he's kind of reminds me of that, honestly, a little bit. So uh-huh. I could understand if he is – uh kind of causing frustration that's really weird that that's a weird pick for them now that i'm trying to think of it. because the jets run a three four don't they uh so um that's uh that's pretty curious considering like oh well i guess he kind of did that too in college a little bit but he was a very athletic guy that didn't really have a lot of uh technical skills that are down so um that that always kind of seemed like a like a reach to me <laughs> i yeah. guess for that god i got completely forgot about that but i would totally be down for it are you kidding me yeah that'd be that'd be You're a Jalen lot of fun straight to straight see kind of what he does yeah uh i i if if the corner depth is fine i mean if the starters are fine yeah i think i'd do that
1: Yeah, and, look, it, we, and that, what a turnaround too yeah i'm jalen's number one supporter but I just think the writing's on the wall at this point, like Darby, Sydney, Rasul, Craven, Avante, like all these guys are ahead of them in like the, the power ranking. So, but you, you mentioned, uh, before we got sidetracked, the five safeties. So you figure Malcolm Rodney, Sandejo, and that's where I get stuck. So I maybe Cyprian, but they just traded for Rudy Ford. He's a great special teams player. If they're going to get rid of Holland, maybe they value Ford as a special teamer. And yeah. also he didn't play tonight. Doug said it was because of a lower body injury, but I'm wondering if that's maybe more just resting him type of thing. Like, if you're going to cut him, why do you care if he needs to rest? Right? I mean, you don't want to put him out there <laughs> yeah, injured, yeah. obviously. But um, so I don't know. I mean, Cyprian could be an Orlando Skandrick type of guy. You cut him, maybe you bring him back. But remember, they worked they worked out Cyprian. They didn't sign him right away. They, they waited a while. He had other workouts, and then they brought him in. So I don't know. if They're in love with him. They just trade up Rudy Ford. I think Rudy Ford could be a guy that ends up making this roster.
0: Yeah. uh, And that's the thing I keep forgetting when I'm bringing out linebackers and stuff like that. Like, um, Ciprian should be in that category. Right. So that makes it even tougher for, like, TJ Edwards even to get on there. So, um,. Yeah, man, I I see. That's interesting about Ford because I just I f- figured that was easy, just fodder to kind of see what he's got, and they need an extra body at safety, and um, yeah, it's more upside than Trey Sullivan or something like that. So I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think it's uh, that crazy that he just gets outright cut, and he does have a lower body injury. Or Maybe. or something like that, but let us know what you guys See, think is about the safety. Is that's an of, interesting uh, one. Dressing out all night in the press box, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Don't make the wrong call. Don't make the wrong call. Um, here, uh, speaking of lower back injuries, what the fuck is the deal with Jordan I, I Is that? I'm not buying that. And not to say that I there's mean, like a, a a, to- a, a okay. trade coming or something like that, but I, I just. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it sets, sets up, uh, nicely for a phantom here or like the new version of the phantom and whatever that's going to be. Cause he's obviously going to be on the roster and I think they, IR him again. And once, so once I, the uh, cuts are done,
1: I think he actually might be hurt. Like, I don't know, maybe it's a bit of a phantom IR, but he had the lower back injury last year, which wasn't overly serious and they IR'd him, but he still had it, um, I mean, do you really want him not playing football for a year? Like, that's the downside of the shady IR. Like, Sharif Miller, right. I could see it. He's played football his whole life. He played, obviously, at Penn State. Like, taking a year off for him to kind of grow into an NFL body, maybe isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, Jordan Milata doesn't well, need to grow into a bigger body. He's already one of the best no. athletic linemen in the NFL. So, not playing for a year, I think, would hurt him. But I, I think he's heading to IR just with a legitimate injury.
0: Oh, man, that would be brutal. That would suck. That's uh, in, in in the indication that it's you know bone or same thing nothing nothing like that right? We don't know at all.
1: Doug said there'll be another test tonight is Thursday. Another test tomorrow. He said he'd tell us more on Friday, but they'll probably know tomorrow. I would think we're going to get an answer okay. on my lineup before it cut down on Saturday.
0: Okay, uh, and that's the thing that sucks. Like if he's really hurt, then I always feel bad about like trying to come up with a phantom I- <laughs> right. IR scenario. But I guess that's kind of like I don't know. It's the nature of the business. Of uh, of trying of trying to do that again, it's it's changed and it, maybe maybe it's just almost impossible to do that now. But um, we'll have to uh, kind of wait and see on that. So uh, well, let's stay yeah, on the offensive is... line
1: for a quick second because I want to ask yeah, you know well, was... what you think they'll do. Sure, um, sure. Really sure. quick, Doug said today at the press conference talking about Andre Dillard. He said Dillard is going to be one of the seven on game day, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, it sounds like they're only going to dress seven offensive linemen. So right. If you look at it, like I guess we'll assume Brooks isn't healthy for Week One. But if you look at the five starters, including Viatai, Then you have Dillard as a backup. I mean, is the other backup with Newski? Do you think they keep Nate Herbig? Matt Pryor actually is probably the other backup. Where, where do you think they go with this?
0: First of all, Matt Pryor should not be on this roster.
1: <laughs> like, I he's just with
0: been you on that. really. I think he's played uh, terrible from OTA to training camp. To pretty much most of the action that he's been in, I think Matt Pryor has not earned a spot at all uh, in this in this thing. Not a, not for not for a second. Um, well,
1: he played. Tackle what would he sell
0: for me on Pryor? Bit. Yeah,
1: he played tackle tonight for a little bit. He has been in the system for a year. He knows the guard's position. I I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I know, I know the intricacies of every snap he's taken. It's hard to watch every snap in the preseason, but I mean, if you don't think he played well? I'll take your word for it, but I do think he still holds value. Um, I I think he's going to make the roster.
0: Interesting. All right. So that's if that if we're including Wisniewski and we're including Pryor, um, then it's basically
1: Herbig or Wisniewski, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. So the which even makes the Brett Toth thing or Toth. We still haven't got clarification on that. Uh, okay really interesting than if for a three-year deal. Was that just a... I'd really like to see the breakdown of that contract. Was that actually just like a one-year deal wrapped into that? I don't know how they're going to handle all that stuff.
1: I mean, a lot of UDFAs, which is essentially what he is, they sign three-year deals and it's got like no guarantee. It's more just for the team to own his rights. The only thing that's interesting to me is he probably had other offers to go elsewhere and he picked the Eagles. So, I mean, I didn't put him on my final 53, um, but... Yeah, look, I mean, I think they're they're high on them, and they barely they just got him here, but I did not put them on my fifty three. I had nine offensive linemen. I had the five starters: Brandon Brooks included in there, and then Vitai Dillard uh, with Newski, and that's five right there. I think that's all I had.
0: Yeah, I'm a sick man. I I would I would I would easily cut prior and because I yeah, because Brett's not going to make it through waivers. I don't think. Uh, to to be practiced quite, eligible. or maybe maybe he does. I don't know, but I I'd be too scared to do it. And uh, I think he's I think he'd be a better project than Matt Pryor, to be honest with you. Even though um, maybe I don't know. I guess at, the, at that point, yeah. Because man, one, two, three, four. You'd have man. You'd have a a long line to get to him, depending on what happens here. So um, yeah, that's another interesting one. But I think Wiz stays. I I as, as, as much as I was pumping through that. I mean, I. Uh, I, think I, I figured he might, like, it might be out gonna, there.
1: Yeah. Like, you need to measure yeah. top backup at three different spots. He has experience. Like, man, I've just, I've never felt more, I've never felt less confident about a 53 man roster prediction than this one. Like, I think Howie has a lot of really tough decisions to make, and he's got a lot of options. And credits him for building a roster, but it's extremely tough. We do like a beat writer pool where we all put in our 53 man prediction, and I know for sure I'm not going to win.
0: <laughs> is there uh is that a sandwich bet
1: we all put in 10 bucks
0: so oh nice okay irs if you're listening money. it's monopoly money it is yeah, fake money. money it is exactly. it is not real it's just you know uh a credit for a sandwich down the line uh, we all, that, we all uh, get percent
1: off the athletic when
0: we win <laughs> 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 oh god um uh well i hope you win then for that sake because you know that's exactly. a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff that they got going on over there. Uh, let's touch on real quick, because I know everybody was very excited by the, uh, on, well, we'll call it an almost one-handed grab, but it was more of a tip to himself from Alex Ellis, and everybody just kind of jumped over. Please keep him off over Josh Perkins, please. I'm, I it still was, it see was immediate reaction on the timeline, at least. Um, uh, obviously, Richard Rogers is, uh, is probably not going to. Have we got any updates on Richard, by the way?
1: So Richard's injury is a long-term injury. I think what could Definitely. happen. Yeah. So what, what I think could happen is they keep him on the fifty-three, cut him, put him on IR. Or sorry, keep him on keep him on the fifty-three. Then you put him on IR so that if you want, you could bring him back. And then you so you cut Alex Ellis. I mean, I don't think Alex Ellis will get claimed. I guess it's possible, but I would be surprised. And then you just bring Alex Ellis back. Is my prediction.
0: Okay. Uh, I think he ends up in New England, isn't it? <laughs> they're they're desperate the for tight ends down there. Yeah, there he is. Just uh, just another Super Bowl winner waiting in the wings on somebody else's practice squad. You know, uh, that I'm goes
1: surprised in. you're not bigger on Alex Ellis considering he has very much hair like Alex Singleton.
0: No, Alex this He's got a long yeah, man, way to he's go.
1: he got like a ponytail. I mean, he doesn't wear it the same way, but he has very similar hair.
0: All right, maybe maybe the locks sway me, but uh, I'm going with your boy Josh Perkins for the same reasons that, uh, obviously, in a much lighter fashion than Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, I think he's at least got a closer makeup uh, to that rather than your kind of traditional uh, tight yeah, end in, uh, in Alex Ellis. So uh, I think that's how it's going to uh, lie there. Um, I, yeah, I mean, is there anything else that's crunching your mind? Because those are the only spots that I really – uh, kind of f- focused on their, um I guess that's pretty much a lot of we could talk about every, pretty much every position group. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I know um,
1: they, they all relate. It's like fucking impossible to pick a 53.
0: But <laughs> yeah. is that's what we should have done. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's and uh, I, we should have had a pool for. Uh, uh, you guys, that's ridiculous! I can't believe we didn't have that set up. Gosh, ah, remind me, me of that for as, next as season. As much as
1: I love interacting with the listeners, figuring out who won a 53 man pool among like 50 people would be basically impossible.
0: We we no no no, it's easy to do. We all we do is take the Orleans uh, uh, depth chart and uh, or orlads or whatever that's called Orlads.com, Shout out to them. Uh, and then you just make it clickable, and then those just get totaled up. I we could totally do that for next season, because uh, yeah, then it'd be like uh, an NCAA uh, kind of bracket thing that you can do online. We'll work on that for next season, because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Speaking of that, by the way, uh, if you haven't already, um, there is a tweet pinned at the at GoBirdsPod on the Twitter.com. If you want to join our Pick'Em League, which is you're going to pick against the spread every single week with you know confidence points for tiebreakers and however many from like zero to ten, However, confident you are about picking that particular game, that's how many points you win for that game, and so on and so on. The winner of that is going to come on at some point, either off season or on season, whenever you want to choose, will be a co host on the Go Birds podcast. So we think that would be a lot of fun for the season because we know there's a lot of people that wanted to uh, do fantasy stuff. But yeah, there's a, we're, I think we're already up to like 56 entrants uh with the pick league but that has all the uh, league id information the password that's that's in there it's going to be a lot of fun this year and um we'll have points if you like you know completely kick our ass or something like that between me james and elliot which i'm which i'm sure i, I don't know elliot are you good against uh picking games against the spread
1: i'm very bad at yelling ring the bell but i am <laughs> decent at picking <laughs> games against the spread
0: yeah i can't i couldn't remember your. Uh, Uh, Your record from last year, so we'll have to keep uh, that nice and tidy. Probably not great, but... (laughs) Uh, And also for this season, so if you wanted to uh, join us in the fantasy game, you are more than happy to because we're going to be doing lots of different tournaments and stuff for opening week. Uh, And that is going to be right there on Draft.com. I love Draft.com because... Like, a, there's a, a ton of DFF sites, and man, do a lot of them just shove it down your throat with how cool they are, and then you click on them, and it's it's not that cool at all. Uh, we'll be doing that each and every week, and the talent pool is so deep that, like, I, Elliot saw this in person. I drafted my worst ever draft in the WIP league, and it's the it, probably in the last 10 years, I've never done so awful, especially having the first round pick, and I already feel just like sick and and want to throw up and the good thing about it is I can go to draft.com and uh, and just select six guys that I really like for that week and I've had so much success there over like the last two years that it's really the only place I play and if you go to draft.com right now use the promo code gobirds pod uh, you will get a free uh, tournament sign up, a free ticket to go in and go in. Uh, you play whatever you want and just kind of see if you dig it too. And uh, you'll get, uh, yeah, uh, with your with your first deposit, you'll get a, a free uh, tournament ticket. So that's uh, draft. dot com. Go birds. Pod is the promo code for that. Uh, LA for- Short Parks. Oh yeah, go ahead. Say, Sorry.
1: All right. So so you talked about the WIP draft. You got the number one overall pick. I drafted for John Ritchie. I was picking twelve. Yeah. People were making fun of our team. I really felt we were at a severe disadvantage going at the end. Like, there was just so many picks in between where when we picked. And I know this sounds like a fancy football novice, but I just felt like we got <laughs> fucked. I just felt like we got I, fucked.
0: Uh, yeah, I, well, the the color coding on the board is so bad that I'm I'm thinking and I'm planning like three or four steps ahead, as right. I do with my draft board. And uh, nobody's really yelling out names. It's not digital. Like, we're doing this like it's 1988. And I was just like, like, come on, y'all. (laughs) Like... Let's have an electronic board that goes through a TV and start clicking and doing all that stuff. And then the nobody had good players, uh, or, or there was a, like a lot of a lot of flyers that I wanted to take, and they didn't even have names for them, and I felt guilty. I it was so bad. It was so bad. I'm glad we got it out of the way. And
1: um, I'm glad it's not my team. It's John Richie's team, so he can, <laughs> yeah. he can manage
0: it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so uh, real quickly, Deshaun Jackson, as it was been announced by spuds and then doug talked about it just to kind of like hammer at home is he's going to be ready to go for week one it is not a splint on his finger it is just this i don't know a lot of gauze and <laughs> some candle wax on top of it or at least that's what they showed on tv uh and uh, later i can't remember who it was was it tim McManus? i think it said that it was just his. it was left hand he was the first one kind of on that so it's his non-dominant you know catching Brad. hand. Uh, I know uh that uh who is it? I think it was Mike Clay that was freaking out uh about it. Our good our good friend and a good listener kind of like tweets me every day, he's like, Oh, so Deshaun's is Deshaun a problem yet? Um but I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> you know, like he can still catch a football. So maybe he's like at ninety eight percent instead of a hundred. But what do you uh you do you have any concerns about Deshaun and his finger?
1: Well, look, I think there was absolutely a zero percent chance Deshaun was gonna miss the home opener in Philadelphia against a former team. Yeah. There was there was no yeah. way. And I do think that, you know, maybe it's bothering him a little bit. But, again, this is one of the benefits of Deshaun, is even if he's not catching the ball, him just being out there and running, which he certainly is still able to do, will be fine. So I still think – I don't think we would know Deshaun's finger was broken if we watched him play. Like, I think it'll be fine. Uh, And, you know, I still have my concerns about that game somewhat, but that's for for a different pot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, the probably the preview pod leading up to that exactly. is uh, I can't believe we actually have now real football to go and talk about and man I am super pumped like I just all of uh all of the things that we've discussed and probably our brains are spinning round and round and round and who knows where this clowny thing ends up but uh this is what I've learned is this is uh why it's tough to continually especially now uh make a 53-man roster and Elliot's got to do all the typing. I just got to talk about it, which is like really, yeah. really awesome. Uh, and uh, it, it's the reason why it is so hard is because this team has too many fucking good players, man. And it's that's the realization that I have from this preseason is no matter what, there is not a guy that is going to flash that is going to bump like the top two out of their um, out of their slot. Like it's almost impossible to to do that, and that's how, as, as Ellie was saying, is why it's really hard. This is a, one of the best roster constructions that I've seen from Howie Roseman, and here's my fiery optimism takes, and we'll worry about the realistic shit uh, in a week or two, but this well, is... That,
1: that's the funny part about doing our roster prediction, is like yeah. we're really just debating the inactives, because the 46 <laughs> yeah. is basically set. Like We're just trying to guess yep. who the last four inactives are. And again, yes. yeah, like you said, it speaks to Howie. Especially as he's yeah, getting a- his ass beat tonight by uh, Cincinnati. It's a, it's a good night for yeah. Howie.
0: Le- yeah, I mean, and I think Kevin Clark had tweeted something out like, man, there's nobody on earth that owns... Uh, more than Howie Roseman uh, owning Chip Kelly in football, and just kind of went on to it. I will say though, in a fucked up way, and that's that's kind of like what's great about all this is the perspective from Chip to where it is now. It's incredible, and I always thank Chip Kelly for that. I know you and I are kind of on the same page where you know he. I think he gets killed wrongfully for what he does yeah. on the field, and people are killing him tonight because uh, it's UCLA and it's the same dumb stuff, but. I got to tell you guys, that is a – just on a quick note, that is a UCLA team with like 60 freshmen on it or underclassmen or something. I don't think they have one junior on that team, and the shit that he was running tonight will be in the NFL once again because it's – he's doing – Uh, A combination of what we're seeing now and how it should properly properly be run in Philadelphia and Los Angeles and all these other, like, you know, jet sweep and motion stuff that's going on right now. He has gone a little bit old school and combined it with new school with, like, wing T formations, lots of motion, 12 personnel, 13 personnel. I thought it was really interesting. It wasn't executed well at all because their quarterback is terrible and they have a freshman starting at – you know the left tackle but i'm all of that to be said one i'm still fucked up in a way where i'm rooting for chip kelly because i think he's done more good for football than bad now you want to compare that to philadelphia yeah exactly and if you want to compare that to philadelphia yeah you're going to think it's the worst thing since uh i I don't know rich kotite but we can clearly know that rich kotite was a lot worse and so on and so on uh chip has been uh you know one of the best things in Philadelphia because we have this now. You know, like – Look, I mean, Doug said
1: said that part of when Nick Foles went in, they used a lot of stuff that Chip used to run. So,
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And I credit to Doug for admitting that. You know, not a lot of people would admit that. But there's just no denying that Howie dunked all over Chip. Like, he dunked all over me. I was wrong about Howie. Like, Howie (laughs) dunked all over a lot of people. But he did not – Ever, I don't can't think get of anybody getting dunked on harder than Chip did, and I'm a pro Chip guy. But Howie, yeah, Howie won. He just won.
0: Yeah, not only one. I just think I still think he like texts him in the middle of the night from like random phone numbers, <laughs> yeah. just to fuck with him. I uh, I I feel like you know Howie has to be doing that at some point or hire somebody just like checks to Chip Kelly. Uh, fuck you every 10 minutes and i'll pay like you know two hundred thousand dollars for the year because i'd be doing stuff like that if i was him too and this I'm is sure just like- him
1: and deshaun have great conversations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of why I, like i i i know it's what the team needed everybody wanted deshaun here at this time but that i think is another the smallest of small slivers it goes oh yeah and plus it'll piss off chip kelly I think that was that had to be in there with oh, sure the, with the signing this offseason. Yeah, for sure. Yes, <laughs> um, but my point when I started all this is uh, this is Howie Roseman's best offseason ever. I really believe that, you know, and I know that John. Hey, 2017, they won the Super Bowl, and and the big part of uh, the the biggest reason was because of that and what he did the year before. Absolutely agree with you. There's a lot of foundation that was here uh even before you know how he came back and in the way he designed this roster from even 2016 to now is incredible. I'm tripling down on this take where I believe that Andre diller J.J. Arthego, Whiteside, and Miles Sanders are the best three picks. In the history of Howie Roseman picks, like, in a draft class altogether, yeah, Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz, it's going to be incredibly hard to beat that. Um, but I think those three guys have it, and I've never been so sure and confident of three first the three first picks off the board, not to mention Dallas got it from last year. Like, this is this could be a string that opens up an entirely new window, and I think that's what's impressed me the most is in a pretty tough position – Howie outclassed almost everybody in in this the the first part of this draft and I'm I'm kind of in awe of it. Like I don't know how he does and pulls off a lot of this stuff, but he got another GM fired and <laughs> I think that's crazy and Andre Dillard being here is a godsend, man. I mean, he did it again that he he found a replacement for Jason Peters that yeah, he he might not ever be Jason Peters, but man, is that kid going to be a really, really good football player. So, my offseason takes are e. You better jump on this train, man, and just call it eleven wins, and let's fucking go.
1: <laughs> I'm still between nine and ten, but we'll we'll I'll have my <laughs> official prediction next week.
0: Um, one quick note too, as uh, um, and this this is uh, from me to fly sixty four. I I didn't think I could ever say this and be serious about it, but Wendell Smallwood's not going to be a part of this team. And uh, and I feel bad because, you know, he died on that hill for a long time. And Doug said, uh, we know him. That was the first thing that I saw from Martin Frank. Doug on Wendell Smallwood. Yeah, we know him. He's right in yeah. the mix. Uh, <laughs> he, he
1: meant that it came off more positive than, than, the, than maybe the tweet did. I mean – my oh, okay. read on that situation was he was like, "Look, we really, we really know Wendell. We trust him. We know him. We know what he can do for us." I still think the chances of Wendell making this team are around like twenty-five, thirty percent, if maybe lower. But I, I thought his answer was a little more pro Wendell than I expected.
0: Okay, I, uh, so maybe I spoke too soon, but the numbers are saying that uh, the fumble was saying that, and yeah. uh, he was playing a lot uh, when he probably shouldn't have been. So um any uh any last takes here e
1: no i'm just gonna not be able to sleep all night over my 53 and probably switch it about (laughs) four more times so i'm excited to see what how he is up his sleeves over the next two days
0: yeah i uh i do too it's gonna be pretty interesting and more importantly while i mean cuts are four o'clock on saturday final yes okay so we will obviously uh have some trickle out effects from that, and the good thing is, is we can kind of keep tinkering and debating about this on Saturday from one to three on Sports Radio ninety four WIP, where you can hear Go Birds Radio. Uh, that will obviously be posted. So thank you for those that are been uh, keep requesting that because. We'll continue on with that. I think that's uh, that's uh, that's awesome that you guys are supporting that in the feed, and uh, we uh, we will certainly just have a best of more than likely for the season because I know it's a tough turnaround from like Saturday to Sunday, especially with one o'clock games. But if it warrants it, we'll have the full, full shows in there, or at least have an opportunity to put it in a different feed so you guys can listen to the entire thing if you. Uh, kind of so choose there so uh the new tool album comes out in uh 35 minutes as we're recording this can't wait for that (laughs) can't wait for uh in eagles regular season stuff that we can talk about and of course uh, you guys along there with us every step of the way for Elliott shore parks i'm john this has been go birds radio or almost radio go birds podcast right here on uh radio.com and sports radio 94 wip go birds (laughs)